0: Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 Podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Christina Stathopoulos, and I will be your host today. I am dedicated to the world of data. After over five years at Google, I recently left to explore the entrepreneurial path as an independent data consultant and public speaker. I am also involved in higher education, teaching as a professor of analytics at IE Business School and ISDE. In today's episode, I'm joined by Paolo Platter, co-founder and CTO at Agile Lab, and we're going to be talking about implementing data mesh initiatives. Welcome, Paolo. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you for the introduction, I'm fine, and, and it's a real pleasure for me to be to be here.
0: Of course, it's it's great to have you on. So first of all, thank you for your time. I would like to start by having you just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and also what you and your team do at Agile Lab.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm the CTO and co-founder of Agile Lab. Agile lab started more or less 10 years ago. We focus on the entire data management landscape. We love to craft platforms, data platforms for our customers, and since a couple of years, we started also a product stream in the data engineering and data mesh space. We provide several services, uh, data strategy, data platform crafting, uh, use case development, uh, everything in in, uh, in the space of uh, data engineering, data science, and so on.
0: Got it. Um, And you mentioned in there data mesh. So that's going to be where we're going to focus a lot of our conversation today. And um, from what I've seen, data mesh is a very hot topic. In the data space, and it happens to be one of your specialties. So, for those that are new to the term, can you explain what a data mesh is and why it's important for companies to consider it today?
1: Yeah, the data mesh is um, a new paradigm. Let's say it's a socio-technical approach to the data management. The the ultimate goal of data mesh is to decentralize the production of analytical data across multiple domains oriented data teams with the aim to increase the agility and the time to market uh, for the implementation of data initiatives. Uh, Data Mesh is basically overcoming the central team that was taking care of data warehouse and data lakes uh, along the the, the past 10 years, maybe even 20, that in the end, uh, at very large scale, uh, it results in in being an organizational bottleneck. So that's why we want to decentralize the production of analytical data. And Data Mesh um, is composed by four pillars. The first one and the most important one is the domain-oriented ownership that basically aims for a distribution of data management accountabilities across multiple uh, business domains. Ownership means... Uh, be in the position to handle the entire life cycle of of a specific um, data domain, a specific information set from the generation of the data until uh, its destruction. Ownership also means to be responsible for security, governance, metadata, documentation, and every kind of aspect uh, is uh, involved in, uh, in the data life cycle. The second pillar is data as a product that basically aims to standardize the way data is generated across multiple uh, uh, multiple domains because if we don't if we don't standardize the way people is producing data and we just distribute the ownership around it uh, basically we will end up with data silos That uh, is something that we we definitely don't want. So data as a product is all about standardization of uh, data exposure and data production. Then we have the third pillar, self-service data infrastructure as platform. This is employing the principles of platform engineering uh, in order to reduce the cognitive load of data teams that are taking ownership of data products and uh, data domains, and also to reduce the, the, the duplication of effort and cost that will result in just distributing ownership uh, around the company. And the fourth pillar is federated computational governance. Uh, this is meaning that globally in a company, even if we distribute the ownership around data production, we all need to stick with the same governance uh, policies. And in order to don't have, again, a central team, a human bottleneck in this kind of process, uh, the governance must become computational. So it means uh, it must be completely automated. Um, These four pillars are working together in strong synergy to find a better trade-off between autonomy of the domains in producing data but keeping a good level of governance and a good level of automation and without duplicating cost knowledge and so on this is in a nutshell
0: got it (laughs) fantastic explanation Um, it's good to hear it from the experts themselves so I, I noted down the four pillars um, because I have not heard this before, and this is this is great for people to, to reference back. But I think you said pillar one was domain-oriented ownership. Pillar yes. two was data as a product. Three was service data infrastructure as a platform. Did I get that right? Yeah, correct. Okay. Then the last one was federated computational governance. Um, I think, you know, like I mentioned before, this topic is very hot. The, The concept has really been taking the industry by storm lately. So I think that all of us working in one way or another close to data can really benefit from trying to understand the data mesh better and then the benefits that it can bring us. How difficult would you say it is to implement a successful data mesh strategy within an enterprise? And what are the most common challenges that you've come across?
1: Sure. First of all, it is difficult. <laughs> so,
0: I imagine. Uh, I can imagine.
1: It's a transformation. So we need to fight. with has all the transformation. We already, uh, we already seen this in digital transformation. We need to fight with people people that by nature are reluctant to change and with processes that are very well established, at least in large enterprise. So it's, it's definitely difficult. Uh, at this stage, we are conducting uh, five data mesh initiatives, uh, all of them in large enterprise. But the, the, the fun fact is that all of them are totally different because data mesh is a is a practice is a, a paradigm. Uh, it's not something that you can buy somewhere. No, so uh, you really need to uh, tailor made the data mesh implementation based on the company culture, the company data literature, the architecture, people, processes, and so on. So. Um, The differences between uh, among multiple implementation can be uh, on several axes. So how do you incept uh, a data mesh? It could be uh, top-down, so top management driving the data mesh adoption, or it could be IT-driven, trying to get the buy-in from other business stakeholders and so on. Uh, How you drive uh, the adoption then, so once we decide how that that we want to go with a data mesh strategy, Uh, then we need to find a strategy to drive it. Uh, There is the technological and the architectural aspect uh, because uh, every company has its own legacy, and uh, we need to find uh, a sustainable way to move from uh, that legacy to the new paradigm. The main challenges that I see, actually, are three i would say that maybe uh, are totally not related to the technology or architecture or something like that so the the first challenge is evangelization uh it's really really hard to keep everyone on the same page in a large enterprise because as soon as you introduce the new concept uh, the new paradigm the new approach the new strategy and so on people across multiple departments, multiple countries, and so on, will start to try to minimize the effort to embrace the new paradigm because someone is telling them, okay, we need to do the data mesh, but people will start to say, okay, but maybe I'm already doing data mesh or I'm already doing data products. And this is really, really painful because uh, instead, of the transformation is really huge in uh, practical terms so the first challenge is to evangelize deeply the entire company with the with the concept and we need to align everybody on the glossary so when we talk that in the data mesh there are a lot of new terms let's say so output port data product computational policy a lot, lot of new terms for for the people so we really need to build a common glossary, a common lingo, that we can talk each other and understand each other. The second challenge is the false start problem because in a lot of company, data mesh is pushed from uh, IT because uh, IT stakeholders uh, see this. Kind of trend, the data mesh trend, and they want to jump into because it's cool, it's new, uh, probably is going to solve a lot of problems. They see it, but this is not something that that can only be driven by IT. So the false start is uh, when the IT decide to start with the data mesh and say, "Okay, let's go. Let's convince, let's convince the CIO, and uh, and we are done." The CIO probably will tell them, okay, let's do it without maybe understanding very well the implication. But in this kind of paradigm, if you don't involve business stakeholders to jump into the the mesh, basically you are done. So after a while, after six months, one year, maybe trying to build something in that direction, Uh, you will find yourself uh, at the same uh, beginning point. So you will need to restart again, involve the business stakeholders, get a real buy-in from them, and then let's try to uh, make this uh, fly. Otherwise, uh, uh, if it's only IT-driven, it won't fly. Third challenge is the conversion between project mindset into product mindset. All the companies out there, when it comes to data analytics initiatives, they manage them as project. So there is the business, the demand that is uh, pushing requirements and say, "Okay, I need this export, this uh, report, and so on." And the IT just uh, estimate, plan, and execute. In the data mesh, we use the term uh, product because we need to apply product thinking on data. So we need to find what is the best product for the internal market uh, in in a company. And to do this, obviously, we need to change also the budget structure. So we can't build a product leveraging project budget. Uh, So this inconsistency is very often uh, synonymous of... uh, a lack in the in the reorganization and the relationship between business and IT, because instead uh, that is, that is very challenging in an enterprise uh, drive such organization, but it's something uh, definitely needed and, uh, and due if we want to adopt uh, this paradigm.
0: These do not sound like easy challenges to deal with, um, but I am sure you have learned a lot along the way. Helping clients with their with their own data mesh implementation, I noted. Then, so you talked about these top three challenges. A lot of times, it sounds like it does come back to to the people and the the data culture. But the top three challenges I noted. Um, so you talked about evangelization of this data mesh concept deeply within the company, and then second, you talked about the false start problem. So getting buy in from business stakeholders and not just IT. And then finally, you talked about the conversion of the project mindset to a product mindset. So applying product thinking on all of your, your data. So you, you've talked already a lot about the challenges, but th- these are tough challenges. So why are we doing all this? What are, all of, what are the benefits of a data mesh versus, for example, its predecessors, like the monolithic data lake?
1: Sure. Data mesh as I said, has the ultimate goal to remove the, the bottleneck that right now is represented by a centralized data management team. So Data Lake and DVH, Data Warehouse, are defined as monolithic practices. It's not a matter of technology. is a, a matter of delivery processes that you adopt on top of the technology in order to manage projects, delivery, governance, and so on. So it's more about the organization and the processes that you put on top of of the technology. In the past, we adopted a centralized team that was the collector of knowledge and projects for the rest of the organization. But then, at very large scale, we realized that while data is very easy, to be moved from one platform to another. Knowledge, it is not. So um, there is a a very beautiful book, uh, Team Topologist, that is explaining uh, all the possible kind of teams and uh, where, uh, in in which way they should interact. And the very odd topic of the the book is that knowledge can't be moved too much. You need to stick where the knowledge is. In the data mesh, we try to bring data management practices where the knowledge is in the domain, in the business domain, and close to the operational systems. Uh, The benefits of doing this are uh, multiple. So the first one is for sure agility and autonomy. So the business doesn't need to uh, engage anymore the, the IT in order to implement some new initiatives, some new ideas, some new data opportunity. But the business is becoming uh, really autonomous in generating and implementing their roadmap in terms of analytics. The second one is time to market, or we can say time to value for, for a data initiative. So being autonomous it also means uh, that we can develop use cases uh, in a in a in a faster uh, in a faster way and also because we have uh, the third pillar in the data mesh that is enforcing uh, the need for automation so to have uh, a facility as a service as, as a platform so this w- will speed up the time needed to implement a a use case. And so this is going to save also a lot of money. The third benefit is better knowledge of data that we produce because if we have one single team that need to understand and maintain the entire knowledge base of a big enterprise that maybe has multiple business, multiple countries, multiple legal entities and so on, is not doable. So, one single team will never manage uh, that kind of uh, amount and of knowledge and cognitive load so spreading this knowledge but keeping it resident in business domains is the better way to let's say to augment the, the amount of knowledge that collectively we can uh, we can maintain within within our company and the fourth one for for benefit uh, could be better and less expensive governance because um, the fourth pillar is shifting uh, the governance uh, to be uh, an automatic process. Uh, So the governance is becoming computational, is not requiring any any more uh, heavy human intensive task. And it's also reducing the risk for the company, because if we are able to apply governance in an automatic way across the entire company, we reduce the risk of forgetting something to don't apply uh, compliance and regulatory constraints uh, on some specific uh, data set and so on. So uh, for sure, this is uh, increasing the level of, uh, of governance.
0: Okay. So although there are many challenges, there are many, many benefits. Um, and you've talked about all these benefits of moving to a data mesh versus these more traditional or legacy approaches. Um, now, for the last question, I wanted to, to connect all of this to reality. Um, can you walk us through a successful use case or use cases and also tell us a little bit about what your biggest learnings were along the way and maybe how Agile Lab is helping smooth the journey for, for the clients when you're trying to implement a data mesh strategy?
1: Yes. Uh, our um, first data mesh implementation uh, has started uh, in early 2020. So right now we it is uh, almost three years old and uh, it is flying very well. But obviously along these three years, we had a lot of challenges, failures and successes. So everything started with a very visionary reorganization in this company. Uh, so everything has been reorganized according with domain, uh, business domains. So basically having business and IT uh, in the same team, working together side by side with the same challenges, with the same goals, and not having any more supplier customer relationship between business and and it and this made everything smoother then but one of the biggest issue in in that journey to me it has been starting the construction of of the enabling platform i, I already said that the third pillar is about building a, a platform that can enable business domains to create their data products. So the construction of this platform has been started in parallel with the, with the use case uh, with the use case building. On this topic, uh, I strongly disagree with uh, Zamak, the inventor of, uh, of data mesh because uh, in the book she claimed that it's possible to start uh, data products even without a platform. But we, we learned this uh, the, the hard way, I would say, uh, because if you shift all those responsibilities around data management on multiple teams without providing any kind of facilities to them in order to manage uh, metadata in order to manage self-service uh, infrastructure or uh, lineage or whatever, you need to provide feature because otherwise those data product teams will be overwhelmed and they will just feel the pain of being responsible all all this stuff. Uh, so at the beginning of the journey, we started the platform implementation in parallel with the use case but uh, use case uh, very soon uh, um, or the data product team very soon uh, uh, bec- be- be became uh, reluctant to do other data products because uh, the experience with the with the platform was painful it was it was not stable uh, sometimes was crashing and so on because we we were in the uh, in in the journey to, to implement it so um, To me, the the biggest learning that that I had uh, along this journey is that um, it's better to move first with a platform MVP, so build a minimum valuable product for the platform that is stable and that that a product can benefit from and can rely on uh, in order to show some advantage. Because otherwise, business stakeholders will say, okay, we need to be accountable all of everything, basically. We have autonomy, thanks, but it's painful. It's, this pattern is painful. So they will start to reject the overall pattern. So to me, it's better to start uh, with an MVP of the platform, maybe basic, but it must be there. And then only later... Uh, start to onboard the data product teams uh, in doing this. Uh, You you also asked about how we we help uh, our customer. We do do this in in two ways, mainly. Uh, The first one is through consulting services. Uh, So we help our customer to design, plan, and execute the data mesh strategy in the right way because it's very complex initiative and you really need to understand how a big enterprise is working, processes people and so on. Obviously trying to avoid pitfalls and leveraging our past experience in this kind of uh, project. The second one is a product uh, that we built for the past two years. This product is helping companies to create the platform that I was mentioning before in a very short time to be able to support and speed up the development of data products, embedding the computational governance pillar basically since the day one. And this is a huge accelerator uh, for a data mesh strategy because keep in mind that in very challenging enterprise environments, You can have also a long-term strategy, but you need to bring results in a very short time. Otherwise, people will start to say, oh, this is not working, it requires too time, too much effort, too much money, and so on. So, our platform is helping our customer to build their own data mesh platform is totally technology agnostic, totally customizable, but it's helping to demonstrate the return of investment in data mesh in a very short time. And this is the biggest value that we bring on, uh, on our customer. This is also reducing the, the long-term investment uh, to adopt the paradigm, because building such platform could require a couple of years for a, for a company that is starting from scratch. We already seen this on, on our customer. And this platform is condensating basically our experience on, on data mesh. And I think it's going to to be a very unique typology of, of platform out there in,
0: in the market. Well, thank you. These were these were great examples that you were, when you were speaking about the use case, and you also gave lots of, of good pieces of advice. Um, I think it really helps to see the theory that we've talked about previously put into context. Um, and now also it, it's good to hear the approach that Agile Lab has, that you're offering these, these two services. So you have your consulting services side um, that's using your knowledge and you're leveraging past experience to help Companies in their own data mesh implementation, and then as well the platform that you were speaking about this tech agnostic, personalizable platform that you're using with clients. Um, I think, I mean, from what we well, from what we've spoken about, you've definitely got your work cut out for you. This is not an an easy thing to implement, but it sounds like you have really been working out all of the the pieces. Um, and there's tons of opportunity that I see with data mesh strategy catching on for more and more companies. Um, so I really appreciate you joining us today. I've learned a lot about data mesh and I'm confident that our listeners have as well. So thank you, Paolo, for all of your great insight on today's topic. And also thank you to everyone who tuned into our conversation. Remember that if you would like more information on what we've discussed today, make sure you head on over to Agile Lab. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. And until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360 Tech, on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to em360tech.com.